Welcome to Dragon's Cast Postgation. Uh, we are here about 24 hours, uh, close to 24 hours after the clobbering in Connecticut. We had a rough outing, 97 to 65, against a pretty tough UConn team. I think we had some healthy debates on Slack and even over text about whether this was a, overall a good game or a bad game to have on the schedule. But before we get to that, I think there were some positives that we should note. Mr. Troy Harper got his thousand points, so that was good. And he still looks Congrats, good. Troy. My mantra. But uh, other than that, what did you get? What positives, if any, did you guys take before we go into the negative? Well, I would say that having the game on the schedule, like a name like UConn, is always positive. And we could debate whether or not getting clobbered by UConn or losing closely by UConn, you know, is a negative or or a moral victory. I think that debate is something we can debate. But I think having UConn on the schedule is a positive, no doubt about it. You want teams like UConn on the schedule if you're Drexel. Uh, and so, you know, I'm happy we got to play them. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, it goes without saying, I would have liked to have played better. Uh, my initial thoughts are we're too young across the board to win a game like this. Um, I would have been very, very, very surprised if we would have won. Um, I think that our youth was displayed in the first half where we were committing too many turnovers. Uh, I thought we came out the gate okay, but we just made – when you're, you're playing a team that's more athletic than you, uh, um, is probably better than you overall in many facets, you cannot make dumb plays. You have to limit them to near zero. And we had way too many in the first half. Uh, it was surprisingly closer than it should have been. And then the second half, they blew it open. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I think we would have had to play near mistake-free basketball in order to get a better result than that or even a closer loss. The second half where UConn was just able to shoot over us, it wasn't terrible, like hands down defense. Like there was a guy out at the three point line against their shooters and they were just swapping them. And that's when you knew it just wasn't going to be our night. I think at that point it was around the 20 to 22 point range. And there had been hope, I guess, going into the first half that we might be able to uh, get it under 10 and maybe make a game of it. And once they started hitting those, I think we all knew that it was, it was over, but some of the guys on the team uh, and not to call them out for bad performances, but they're just not ready to compete against a team that's more athletic. And I think older uh, than we are uh, specifically Tay and Tadas. I don't think were, and they didn't play a ton of minutes under 20 and under 10, I think for, uh, each of them, but the minutes that they did play just were not. That's, I believe, when UConn built their lead, and you're just not going to win when those guys have to play even that many minutes. Yeah, and I'd say, like, I I agree with you guys that Sandra, going back to what Nick also said, the fact of having a team like UConn on the schedule, I agree that it's good to have teams that that kind of history and name recognition on your schedule. I just thought it was a little too soon, maybe, for this squad to have them on our schedule, especially considering our outing with Rutgers last year wasn't very positive, and we almost lost Rutgers as badly as we did to UConn this year. But from sticking with the positives for a second, though, I, I think there was a few players that still looked like they could hold their own against a team like UConn. I was, Demir didn't put up too many points. He was pretty, uh, I guess he had a, not a good outing overall, but I thought he, and he did take it in a few times, he did look like he could, play against some of these players and I was happy to see Troy Harper put up a tough pretty 20 points that he did 
and even Cam Winner as a freshman. I know you fouled out in the end, but the heart that he was showing out there was, I think, overall pretty, pretty positive for the years to come, knowing that you have a freshman that's doing that kind of. Yeah, I, I, I think that the overall positive is that we're not going to see a team this tough the rest of the year. So if these guys, obviously they won't be able to say like, oh, well, we hold our own against this great team. Like we should be able to hang with anyone in the CAA. That's not the argument. But the argument is like, listen, we know what a great team is. I think it gives them firsthand experience in terms of how far they need to go to be the best that they can be both this year and for the younger guys over the course of their careers. So playing a team like UConn, especially right when we're going into CAA play, I think Charleston is the only team that will even remotely match the physicality of, uh, of a team like UConn. So I think that's the overall positive. But then, yeah, as far as things that you pointed out, I actually think that even Tim Perry Jr., um, he didn't start. He actually only played 10 minutes, which was a little surprising to me. But I think overall, um, he had a fairly good outing. He had a couple uh, dunks, uh, six points overall in, in 10 minutes. Like, that's not a bad performance uh, for that few minutes uh, against a team like this. So he continues to, I think, surprisingly uh, show uh, a lot of improvement game to game, even against a tough opponent like this. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, I mean, Cam Winter displayed some toughness. You know, he, he didn't have the greatest game, but I think that he, he showed that kind of grit that when he gets older is gonna is gonna be invaluable in games like this. They shut Trevor John down, who's a huge weapon for us. Uh, you know, for the first time all year, like he really could not really get open. Uh and we weren't able to take advantage of it. And, you know, that's a huge offensive weapon for us. I'm not sure. I'm a little worried that that's some script that may play out in the CAA. I I hope that we can find ways to get him open going forward. You know, I I don't. Troy Harper really had a great game. I mean, he was six of ten, twenty points, seven of eight from the line, only had three turnovers. Uh, I thought he um, showed the athleticism to to stick with UConn for the majority of the game. He was the only one that could get to the rim. Um, I'm a little disappointed in Alhan Demir. I know he had a lot of he had some nice passes uh, to Perry and to Butler, but he was only he was three eleven from the field for six points. Uh, I just thought that you know he was getting too far away from the rim. He was missing some of his hooks, which we really needed to hit. I think he is good enough to play at that level. Uh, I think he passed up on some open threes that I'd like to see. That him was shoot. the frustrating part. It was really. I, I just I don't I think he's just too passive in these major moments, um, being end of games, big games against more bigger opponents. Um, their fours and fives are hitting threes on us all over the place. Uh, there's no reason why he should not shoot an open three. I think most of the time that he passed an op- open open three, we turned it over immediately after that. Uh, and I'd rather have a missed open three than a turnover. Yeah, I don't know why he wasn't more aggressive at that. I think we're all in agreement there. I think we've seen that over a few games, too. It's not. It wasn't just this game, this opponent. I think, was it against UMBC where he was turning down open threes? Uh, definitely yeah. NJIT at the end of the game. And, that yeah. was it. Yeah. He's, he's had a couple of games where that he seems to either start off playing okay that ends up kind of putting his head down, and that you know doesn't be as aggre- uh, isn't as aggressive as I, you'd like him to be. So I don't know. 
hopefully and then there's games like the one we didn't record after like Quinnipiac where he you know comes out and really has a great game and shows all the, everything that he has but to you guys' point he needs to be more aggressive and I think if he if he isn't some of the CAA games are going to be pretty painful this year because I think we need somebody that has his length to be athletic and has his moves to continue to be as aggressive as we can because we need him in there. It's almost like he's trying too hard to get like in a wide open layup for himself. Like he's head faking yeah. and he's going one way, he's going the other way. And like yeah. he's got moves. Like he's quick Definitely. for a four. He's a big guy. He can shoot the ball. You just got to give what the defense takes you and li- live with it. You're not going to get an open layup every time. You know, he's, he fakes it, he goes right, he goes left, and he pivots right, and he pivots left, and then we kick it out, and then we were Like, just shoot the first shot. Shoot yeah. the shot. Yep. Yeah, and, and the other thing, like you guys mentioned Trevor John, how he was a non-factor. I wonder if there is, and I know we don't want to, like, kind of set two screens for Trevor John every time because we have a couple of athletic players and should try to be able to slash and get towards the basket. But I was a little disappointed we didn't do a little more of that maybe, like just try to get him an open look. Yeah, so, I mean, with Trevor John, I think we've been saying it throughout most of the year. He is a great catch-and-shoot guy. If he's wide open, he's going to nail it most of the time. The issue is exactly what UConn did to us last night. So whatever they need to do to find a way to get him open – uh, but also when he's not in there, uh, I think Coltrane had a rough outing. He had a couple open looks that uh, that didn't go in. So he ended up 0 for 4 in 14 minutes. Not the greatest, but you also wouldn't expect uh, true freshmen coming in against UConn, especially when even this season we thought that he would be redshirting for the year and then various injuries uh, put him in some playing time. So he's probably not even as far along as he would have been had he been playing from the start. Um, I want to, I want to hear Nick in bill voice talk about Tadis's seven minutes since <laughs> Bill's not on. Well, Tadis did a pretty good job of getting rebounds and, uh, you know, he had two points for one or two, you know, I, you know, I think he was good up there. <laughs> a plus impression. Yeah. I, I don't know who you were channeling to sound like Bill, but it wasn't Bill, but I felt like it did sound like somebody. It was a it was a Tadis, uh Tadis fan. Tadis fan. Okay. It's another Lithuanian Tadis fan. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought um, Coltrane looked like a freshman. I think he airballed. Yeah, right. he did. I, mean, I would have liked to see him look I was, I was a hoping he hit better. one of those. Um, you know, I mean, I think some. I mean, Damian Lee as a freshman would have been better, but I mean, I don't mean to compare him to Damian Lee, but you know, I I think on the Trevor John point, it'd be nice if we had a couple set plays for him that we could run at some point in the game because he's so good at shooting threes. Uh, you know, just the it's if you can just drop a three right in the middle of like a run, it's such a huge game changer. Like we couldn't hit a three at all in the first half. And you know, I, I we lost by 30, but of a couple things you go differently in the first half, maybe they don't play with the same confidence in the second half and maybe they don't hit all those threes. Games can be very dynamic and change uh, and um, I, I would love to see us run some, have a couple set plays for Trevor John uh, that we can just kind of run when we need we need a, some juice. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Coltrane was wasn't great, but he's a freshman, so yeah. yeah. And I, I, you know, overall, again, this is one of those games that we're just gonna have to just forget, just like the Rutgers one, and look forward to. 
pretty big matchup this weekend against uh, Big Five or City Six School, I should call it, in Temple. So, any final thoughts uh, before we wrap up here, guys? I just I think there was debate on whether it makes sense to even schedule UConn at this point. And my only final thought on that is I think when the game was scheduled, we at least thought that Zach Walton would be on the roster. He's a bigger body. He provides some defense that was not there uh, tonight. Obviously we thought Kirk Lee would be there. Not that he's the biggest body, but he does have that experience playing two years of college ball at this point. Um, So those two players were missed and it's even possible that this game was, initially uh, negotiated back when uh, Trill was expected to be on the roster this year. And obviously he has would have had the most experience of anybody. And as far as skill goes, was probably the most skilled single player. So I, I, I can't bash putting them on the schedule. Uh, the other thing is that with it being a true buy game, that couple, I guess, 60 to 80 grand is the going or six. Yeah. 60 to 80 grand is the going rate for a buy game like that. Uh, that doesn't, hurt uh either obviously we've in the past been able to take the money and get a win uh which would have been nice and i think if uh if all things considered we could have played a team in that 50 to 100 rpi spot that would have been preferable but those types of teams don't want to play us because they know especially when we're still rebuilding uh a loss to us can uh that we could reasonably get could affect their postseason chances or seating. So we're kind of stuck in a no man's land at this point until we prove ourselves. And I think even when we do prove ourselves, then uh, teams still won't want to play us and we might not even get the buy games. We've seen that happen in the past. So all told, I'm not upset that we played UConn. Um, I just think you have to take it for what it was and look forward and uh, hopefully take it to Temple last year. The, the teams are a little bit different this year, but we still kept it very close and almost beat them last year. So who's to say we can't do it again? Yeah. I mean, you want to play this game. I, I don't think to me, there's no debate. You get a game like this on schedule. You want to play it. Maybe if we're good next year or the year after the, these games are the only games that will give us a possibility to get an at large and yeah, we don't get yeah. those opportunities. I'm not denying that, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was necessarily the best came for this year but again like i said i think that like there's big lessons to be learned sure you know we have there's still a little ways for us to go overall as a team you get paid it's fine i'm over it i mean that's why we have coaches <laughs> spiker this is what he does to coach when we come out of a game like this mm-hmm. this is a great this is where coaches come in and pick guys up get get, get things fixed and, and you know make sure that it's not a lingering give you you know play the clip of uh, Bradley Cooper saying, "Just forget whatever it needs, whatever <laughs> whatever needs to needs happen." To uh, it's you know you move on. You don't even remember. You have short memory. That yeah, sounds like uh, that's what we'll need going into the, the last draft. I'm sold. <laughs>